0: So why the 12? They represent the new leadership of Israel and the church, a message sent to the elite leaders that they were unqualified. And the foundation of the church is being laid here. So Mark tells us why he appoints 12 in verse 14. First, he says, then he appointed 12 of them and call them his apostles. They were to accompany him, so they might be with him. That was the first reason. He chose men that they would live with him, eat with him, pray with him, learn with him, so he could teach them. They could observe his person and his, past, his uh, passion. Also, to love him, not not for just being somebody that was going to be a a, uh, a rescuer of the nation. I mean, we've all we've all got leaders that we look up to for for different types of reasons. But Jesus didn't want them just to look up to him for some military leader, so to speak. But they wanted to, wanted him them to look up to him. As a, as a person, have that personal relationship with. The loving for who he was, not what he could do. And that's talking about the, the miracles and the liberate or free them physically. This is the same process in which the leadership is handed down in the church if you think about it, the same process that leadership is handed down in the church. Uh, you call ones that have committed to people. You don't, you don't get somebody that's coming off the streets that's just been there for a week or two or a month, possibly even a year, and bring them into leadership because you don't know who that person is. You've got to observe these people. You want to know where their hearts are. as as best you can. I mean even even some you can't really know. But you can you can do a pretty good observation of things like that. You want people that are involved in the church. Jesus wanted people that were going to be involved in his ministry. Praise with the church. One that is committed to the family and to be observed in action for a time. That's, you know, <clears throat> and so, so Jesus has first called out these, these people here to be with the, this is, this is probably the, and there's, there's five processes that we'll look at to where you get to in, uh, in somebody's life like this. And this is this is a, this is the third process. I think we we'll get we we'll get into that second, and that He might send them out to preach. Jesus's whole ministry was centered around these twelve men, who was to proclaim or to preach the kingdom of God. No other access to this kingdom, but himself through their master, Jesus. They followed this same Jesus two and a half to three years learning to love and to trust. You know, this is probably, as I view it, this is probably one of the most important decisions in Jesus's ministry is the, is the call. I mean, it could, it could be the same in the church. You ever heard in the business that the leadership can can make or break a company? You know, even in the secular world? That's very true. And it would be the same. It can be the same in a ministry, I think. The leadership can make or break the ministry, so to speak. And these men were very much so called, not because of who they were, gonna do her not because of who they were but because of, of because of Jesus. Remember we talked last week that he chose ordinary men that he could pour his power into where nobody would have an excuse to say that uh, they had earned it or anything like this y'all have anything to say, speak up, please. <laughs> and with this, the calling of these 12, Jesus gave them authority and powers to do miracles. We don't have this, this in the, the church today. The miracles were there to confirm <clears throat> they were from Jesus' support of God. The, all the miracles that were done were was to confirm who Jesus was. That's why I don't believe we have miracles. There, there may be some people that disagree with that. I know uh I know John disagrees with that. He he thinks there are still people today that uh, John who? Uh, my friend. Oh my god. <laughs> my friend, why, 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 my friend John. Why, 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 he, he, my, my friend John, he's a he's a believer. I I know he I know he trusts the Lord, but he he believes that there are people that can perform miracles. Uh, what's that? Yeah, that's an important thing. A lot of those people say, "Well, God healed things. Yes, but not through the Every time. Yeah, not somebody laying the hands on or something like well, that. we look recording it John 9 is the healing of the mind. And there are many other miracles. Right. But you look at them, I'm certain that the Lord enjoyed the process of healing people and restoring people to health. The ones that are recorded all of them in one way or another uh, are not just simply a way of making somebody happy do and, and that would be an interesting study i've often thought about that go through and analyze all the miracles and try to piece together how each one of them uniquely solved the Lord or confirmed the message because i think they do some of my heart like the guy who couldn't see it i saw people on the screen i still yeah, do what that was saying yeah but you know what i'm saying. Yeah, I do. I, the I, one this morning was exactly. very good. Cool. It was confirming who Jesus was, and to see the eyes of men were blind, while the eyes of Pharisees were closed. very, very wonderful, it was marvelous. I agree with one Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I believe, and I believe that word, that's 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 where the detail the scripture comes in. I don't believe Jesus done anything that didn't have a purpose to it. you know he didn't he didn't just roam around uh the streets from Capernaum down to Jerusalem and Judea he didn't, just didn't roam around waiting to minister to people he had purpose We well, you know the, the uh I think I'm not <laughs> sure it was McCarthy somebody said and I thought it was very good that Jesus could have done any kind of miracles to confirm who he was. But he chose miracles that reached people that were suffering, that really helped people in, in all the fallen world, and to, to show who he was. And I think that's very insightful. Um, I've prayed for many things that I wanted, and it seemed like the Lord was not listening. And yet I know that he cares. I know that. I see that. I know it. He cares more than I do, really. But he knows what's next. John also alluded, far across the loop, that it was only in his, his timing that he did. Right. Because he said he made a little joke. It's kind of funny. I had to listen to his clients. It's kind of funny. He said, Yeah, so think about this young Jesus going into the cabinet shop or the woodworking shop and go, These guys are over here and they're working their hard off to make this table. And he said, hey. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> you know, he could do that. Yeah. But he said, no, he chose a certain time of his ladder in his life right before. And that's his. That his time, and I found that very ironic because you know he could at a young age Jesus, could, you know, he said that when the I'm getting off the story Larry, but when he when he got left and he was back there talking to the, to the uh, leaders. And then they asked him, Why didn't you? He, he said, Don't you want to do my father's business? He said, At that time, John said, That time is when Jesus
1: actually, at that age, was a man. But pretty good.
0: Yeah. 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 The, 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 the Father chose time. Um, right? Jesus said, All things, everything. Mm-hmm. everything. Father's time. Same (laughs) old my son and I, we we laughed at his pop off. Just because his name's pop off. But uh, Peter pop off or whatever his name is. And many had stuff. You could give credit to the healing today if they had these crusades, okay? And not one person left there with any infirmity or blemish. Then you can say miracles are done today. <laughs> and when they left, and when Jesus left them, not one person <clears throat> was left with an affirmative. Nobody. Certainly don't see that. Today. No, no case too hard. Mm-hmm. And you've never, you've never seen that. After life Another, another, another. Everybody calls you, and nobody. Any but you know, even you. even even miracles today can't necessarily affirm that they're from that they're from God. Yeah, it, yeah. it has it has to point to Him. It has to be a clear a clear definition. I think it's over toward the end end times when Satan will, will raise up people in the streets in Jerusalem, and it'll seem like they'll be raised raised to life. I mean. Just because somebody can do a miracle doesn't mean we fall. Right. We want to make that distinction too. Yeah. Right. The old in the old testament. I mean, they they done a lot of miracles right there. The magicians, I guess, what you would say. So it has it has to be something that is that points that points to Jesus. It has to be. It definitely has to be that.
1: Because I'm not going
0: to follow anybody that does miracles. I'll be amazed. You know, we're amazed at magicians. You know, go ahead. Well, and, and, and not just the points to Jesus, but Jesus did miracles also, but he did them not so much to point to himself as to point to God, the Father who sent him. He says that a lot of John. In fact, even to the the apostles, the disciples, they were struggling with their own belief, too. He looked just like any other person. The man acted like a man, ate, drank, slept, whatever else, like anybody else. Uh, and it was a hard, especially as he's telling them that the Messiah is going to be something very, very, very different from what they had been raised to believe. And he says at one point, I was trying to find it, John, he says at one point, he says, the words I give you, that I speak are not from my father or or are from my father not father and and works also which I do um, and believe me but effectively Yes, yeah, yeah but believe if you don't believe in me at least believe the works I out I was like well, yeah you're Jesus man. no he, he did the works from the father so that the words from the father also be confirmed as having come from. Yeah. you Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes, I I'm sure that he said that. Yeah. You know, all praises give you to this. Yeah. So, uh, we're here today because of the faith and the obedience of these 12 men's message. <laughs> which has been passed down through history even till today we are part of that passing along of that message or that torch so to speak to the next generation uh, and we have uh, we have the recorded history of Jesus' life because of these men we have the responsibility of keeping the message pure. That's what, that's the, that's the responsibility we have in the church. Of keeping the message pure because it can get watered down. If you go to these other churches, man, it's, I mean, you can, you can get drove off by miracle working things. I mean, different churches have their different pet peeves. I mean, and you can get it on a tangent on, you know, even, even about, what day you worship on I mean that's that's the main focus you know and, and different things but you, you teach the whole word is what you do and you keep it as pure as possible that's why we have that's why we have great leaders in this country bible scholars who devote their lives to the study of the word, you know to the to, to greek and the Hebrew and things like that, understanding it and where it, it came from, because there can be a there can be a breakdown in that uh, in that translation, so to speak. Even like Adam was talking about how exhausted it is. <laughs> how exhausted it is to Oh Adam, yeah. One or two, you know, one or two sentences. <laughs> a yeah. Thank you, sure. Yeah. Like you said keep it. He, he has, a, a Bible translator has, a, has an awesome, awesome, oh, yeah. awesome responsibility. I mean, knowing the language, knowing the culture coming out of the, the culture where we live and going into a, a African culture into something totally different is, that's huge. Giving them a scripture and saying, the scripture but saying, the, the absolute words. God. Yeah. Yeah, And you have to know how their that's culture wild. takes it. That's an awesome <laughs> that's that's an awesome responsibility. That's I know. So rich. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you you have to you have to really be dedicated in prayer and, <laughs> and, with, and and real knowledge of the word and even in the Greek and I mean if blows you know the language of people. Yeah, yeah, and the culture. I mean yeah. that's yeah, you're right. And even develop the people. it, it amazes me. It does. It, it, it amazes me. Right. I wanna I wanna read some uh, of John MacArthur's notes about these uh, about these twelve apostles. It says now when we think about the twelve apostles, typically if you have any kind of background in the church or any kind of background, maybe in uh, The Catholic Church or an Anglican Church, and you've seen a cathedral, you've seen the stained glass apostles. They're typically elevated in a transcendent way somewhere just below God, just below Christ, or in some very prominent place. Because the assumption is that these are the highest and the best and the classiest and the most religious ascended of all Christian Masters, and it's and it's very easy to think that because these were twelve chosen men of God that have have brought the word to us. You'd think they'd be the smartest of the smartest, wouldn't you? I mean? Which, sure. Yeah, yeah. When you when you go to look for people if you're starting a small business or going to look for help, so I need even help working on the lawn or something that simple. I'm not going to call Debbie to help me. I'm gonna call somebody. Might know something about it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a that's a stupid uh, assumption. Anyhow, (laughs) (laughs) she'll know something about it later on. Nothing could be further from the truth. They are not uh, outer worldly. They are not nearly divine. They are not the cream of the crop among men. They're not the highest, the noblest, the best. They're not the most educated, the most highly skilled, the most gifted, humanly speaking. The truth is they're basically are distinguished by one thing. And that is, they are ordinary. They have that in common. They are a motley, motley group. They are very strange groups. You couldn't pull them together any other way than God doing it for his own purpose because of their diversities. While while as many as seven of them might have been fishermen, you might have gotten seven guys together on that common ground. The others are so different in things that they did we know for sure, and it says we know for sure they're on the pool of They would have been no reason to collect these men together, no reason for them to come together, to live together, work together, and minister together apart from the purpose of God. They are perfectly ordinary men in every way. Not one of them is renowned a renowned scholar. None of them had a track record as an orator. Or some kind of theologian. They were outsiders, total outside the religious establishment of Jesus' day. They didn't have any particular natural talents. They don't appear to have any particular intellectual talents. They weren't highly educated. They were, on the other hand, prone to mistakes, misjudgments misunderstandings, bad attitudes, <laughs> lapses of faith, bitter failure, argumentative, and no more so than their leader Peter. And Jesus remarked that they were slow learners, they were spiritually dense, they were blockheads. And that, and then you think about the fact that they spans a political spectrum. One of them was a zealot, a radical, a political radical determined to overthrow the Romans. And some of those radicals were called Sicarii. They carried around little daggers in their cloaks. And then when they found a Roman soldier unsuspecting, they murdered him. Another one was a tax collector. He would have been on the opposite spectrum. You've got someone who is killing the Romans and you've got someone who's taking the tax franchise, buys it from the Romans, and and uh, then collects taxes from the Jewish people to give to the oppressing, occupying. So, so those two would have absolutely had nothing in common. If they had met each other somewhere outside of Jesus, one might have even killed the other. As I said, four of them were fishermen for sure. If the three uh, others that had included weren't fishermen, they worked in the agriculture environment. Galilee was pretty much farming country. They may have been tradesmen, craftsmen, or farmers of some kind. They were virtually all from Galilee, except the exception of Judas who was the only outsider and a total stranger. And I think he was uh, from Judea. Uh, Iscariot means a man of Kirov, K e r i o t h. I think that was a city in Judea. They grew, grew up to the same basic area even common towns like Versailles and Pernian and may have uh, known each other growing up. They may have known each other as not distinguished men by any means. They had faults, character flaws, and yet they carried on the ministry after Jesus ascended to heaven had totally turned the world. He says upside down. You say right side up. And their ministry is still going on today. And we are part of the impact of that ministry. We're part of their legacy. And those to whom we minister and those in this generation who minister to the next generation will follow in the train that basically was set in motion on the tracks by these first 12. They were personally selected out of many disciples that followed Jesus. He identified who they were they didn't volunteer for the job he chose them for the job he called them he knew them only as their creator could know them he knew all their flaws long before he chose them he knew their weaknesses he knew their failures he even knew judas would betray him he chose judas anyway give him all the same privileges and blessings he gave the others And when you think about the ramifications of this, you've got these 12 nondescript, ordinary, no-name kind of ascetic men brought together. And from a human perspective, the whole extension of the kingdom of God and the advancement of the gospel in the world depends upon them. There's no plan B. There's no second string. There's no backup squad. There's going to be responsibility to receive divine revelation. They and their associates are going to write the New Testament. I thought that was that was too good to, to pass up to get an idea of who these 12 men were. So why the 12? We see basically in the world's eyes, they were useless. So the world would know that it was the power of God in their lives, not their education, their spiritual background, their social status, their money, or anything else. It had to be God. Only he could have used ordinary men to achieve what we have today, the church. He called them, he taught them, he commissioned them to preach, and he established them as the foundation of the church. Even though these 12 men were called individually to God, just as we are today, they are a group, a special group that will be called the church. They were to work as a group doing what God had called each of them to do, to become a follower of a rabbi, you would, in that culture, to become a follower of a rabbi, you would go through an application process, it was almost like getting a job today, there would be an application process, not with these guys, they were called by the rabbi. To follow, it'll illustrate the point of why these men, I believe Paul speaks of this, First uh, Corinthians 1, 18 to 29. And he read that last week. We'll read that again. 1 Corinthians 1, 18 to 29. <coughs> called by the rabbi We are still called. Yes, we are. We're it's definitely by called rabbi. by the rabbi. <clears throat> Be the same value. So 18, period. Period. Uh, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perish. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will destroy. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? But to those who are called Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, the wisdom, the foolishness of God wise with the weakness of God, the stronger. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak or the world, shame and strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might in the presence of God. Doesn't that sound so familiar with these 12,
1: um, 12 false, 12
0: guys, at least 11 of them anyway. <laughs> In the early church, how were these men viewed? We can we can see how they would have been viewed. Acts four or five, Pastor Acts four or five. Yeah, you're looking for something else. Uh, no, yeah, no, it's fine. Acts four. Or five. You're looking for something I have like no, somebody that's, else reading. You're distracted.
1: No. this is hey.
0: a this is a verse that you uh, just you brought up. Yeah, this is a verse that you brought up. Maybe it's 4.13. 4, 4.13. Acts 4.5. Peter and John uh, have healed a crippled man that day before they're preaching the gospel. And the uh, rulers or the elders teaching of the law. And uh, John, Alexander, and other men, high priest family, the big guns are there. So this is what they say they observe, about Peter and John. They observe the confidence of Peter and John. And understood that they were uneducated, untrained men. They were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. So that's the thing that brought these men together. That's what they—that's what they recognized—is that they had been with Jesus. How do we? How are we with Jesus? How can people recognize that you're with Jesus? If you're with it, you spend time with, spend time Lord, with, spend, spend time with the Lord. Spending time with the you know, his Word. You understand his word. I mean you may not be able to go right to a right to a passage or something like that, but you know, you know who this Jesus is, you know how to present yourself. Yes.
1: And sometimes, but well, mostly with kids, the more they hang around with somebody, whether good or bad, they start acting like you. And you can tell if you're oh, Jesus a lot, They start acting
0: like me. Yeah, you talk. You have
1: his attributes.
0: You talk about, about him.
1: You care about the you know, but if you
0: decide like kids that they you know, they're a rat, they're gonna act like rat a rat, rat kids you, know, you know, Yeah. So whoever you spend the most time with is you can act like That's that's exactly right. That's a good more even more of good people have uh, don't have the same values as Christians do. You know, I mean and that and that puts Christians to shame sometimes. Even more of good people. The title of the apostle. The Aramaic word for apostle is shilai s-e-l-i-a-h. How do you pronounce that? Is that right? Yeah. The word the word simply means an official representative. And as a shilai, you came with all the authority and all the rights and the privileges that person who has delegated you with that position so that's that's what the that's that's what the word apostle so okay. so that so that uh, so apparently there was others that were following say other great teachers that may have been Call apostles. I don't know, but that's what that word means. They were called. Actually, they were called. She Apostle may be uh may may not be a a Greek or Hebrew term. It may be one of our terms. It gets across. But the mess. The 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 thought here is that if you had that position. You had the same authority as the one that had given you that position. Okay, that's the message. The title carried some weight with it, which these men had never ever had before. God had elevated them to that point. All right. So how did this calling work? Five steps. The first, you became a follower, part time. The one uh, that showed interest, not necessarily showed interest in the person, because remember, we're talking about three groups of people here. So the first one would be a follower. The second one would be a full-time follower, one that would follow that person, looking to see what that person's doing all the time. Third one would be an apostle, would be in full, full-time training. 20 24 7. The fourth, and that and that's where these guys are starting out. They're in training, they're they're called to, to be in the training. The next one would be they would be sent to preach. That would be the fourth column, sent to preach. And if you if you remember, who were they sent to, to preach to first? Israel. You're right, to the Jews. Because God said, avoid the Gentiles and the Samaritans. That's in Matthew 10, 5 to 7. He said, Avoid them. Then the fifth one, they were sent to preach to the world in Acts 1.8. Witnessed in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the world. Those were the five steps. There in the third step is where they are now, full-time training. John 15:16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, and that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So in verses 13. We see their call. Verse 14, we see their appointing. And verse 15, we will see their power for their confirmation. Second, uh, Corinthians 12, 12. The things that mark an apostle are signs, wonders, and miracles. we done among you with great perseverance. <clears throat> verses 16 through 19. And I think this is the gives a, a list. These are the 12 that he chose. Some information about the list of the apostles. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts records all except Acts does not record Judas but for, for the reason that by the time you get to the book of Acts, Judas has already committed suicide. So Mathis, I think, is the one that that shows. But it's an informal list. Some have nicknames, James and John, Sons of Thunder. Simon is called Peter, The Rock. James is called The Less. We have Bar- Bartholomew and Nathaniel. The same Matthew and Levi, uh, Judas, not a scared, is called Thaddeus and Labius are nicknames. Thaddeus, uh, interesting, means mama's boy. <laughs> and Labius, the same guy, actually is heart child. So, and then you have Simon the Zealot. Okay. They
1: looked at Thomas here in mine, the twin. What would they say the twin? Yeah,
0: Thomas well a, Thomas he probably yeah, he probably had another. Another, another brother or, or sister. The twin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh somewhere, I don't I, I don't know if I have it down. I think I do. Just, and these are always divided into three groups. Three groups. If you look at them, were they're listed in the, the different gospels? They're already always divided into three groups. Simon, James, John, and Andrew are in a group. Philip, Bar- Bartholomew, or Nathaniel, Matthew, or Levi, and Thomas are always in a group. James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, <coughs> Simon the Canaanite. Judas Iscariot are always in the group. So when they're mentioned, Simon is always the first and the leader of the 12. (coughs) So so that's why in all these, his group is mentioned first. But within that group, there can be different, they're in different orders. The groups are always together, but within that particular group, they can be in different orders. So the groups have the same ones. Same group, ones, but they may be very different. They, the order yeah. in which their name may be different.
1: Uh,
0: Clicks, some of the well? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I thought that was very interesting. And the groups, yeah. by the the further down you go, the less you know about each one. Each person individually, which is, is very interesting. Uh, Philip and James are always first in their group because they're they're the leaders in their group. Okay? And Judas Iscariot is always last.
1: Was a bad one.
0: For good reason. He's, yes. He always puts with the name of the one that betrayed Jesus. Yes. So you me something? I always thought was a bad thing. <laughs> Oh, well, why was
1: um,
0: Peter always the favorite? Always he God?
1: wasn't the favorite. John should have
0: been the favorite. He wasn't the favorite. He, he was, was. He was. was he was just the one that was chosen. He was. He was just the one that was chosen to be the leader of the church. And why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Why? He, don't was, know. he, he was, was bold. He was and very bold.
1: Preaching about Jesus.
0: He was very bold. There's no doubt about that. Yeah.
1: Very
0: headstrong. Almost proud. I mean, even, even to the point of arguing arguing that's with well, Jesus, that's most, most people was. Proud. You're right. I mean. Yeah, I think John. I think you had Alabama. Oh man, we're getting out way off now. Yes, we are indeed. Okay. As I as I thought about dividing into groups, why? you know, we have talked about. Uh, nothing is in the scripture for for nothing well, actually, that's how it
1: is. Business allocated. <laughs> well under under any
0: uh, leadership. <coughs> well, I hadn't thought of that idea. teachers student leadership that we have. the leader's role, and the students will naturally gather together in their own formation, comfort or need or whatever, and as a teacher, you allocate different things to different groups on their maturity, on their nasty, you know.
1: So Peter was the teacher's pet.
0: <laughs> no, I, don't I it. Think it was, no, he definitely wasn't, but he was chosen to that was, that was his, do that. was his. position. That? I mean, you can't. You can't question somebody's position in the church if God has put them there. I mean, some people might. I mean, there's no no power struggle for Pastor Peter's position. I mean, we all we all see him as the basically as the authority in the church. I mean, there are other leaders in the church as well. But we see the wisdom. We see the wisdom of that. Yes, Rick. I think they, they were they're put together that way camaraderie. Because maybe they got, they, these four got along better than these four. And, you know, if you have, have four, say <coughs> Peter James and John and Andrew, you had those four, but if you stuck Bartholomew over there, maybe he, he just didn't, it didn't click. So I think that there was better camaraderie the way they were listed. They got along. Those got along. And it, 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 I don't know. It Was it the Holy Spirit to put them through together? The or was it they saw that themselves, that us four get along. We got, not that we don't have the same common thought. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people, even though believers, believers, they don't mesh all the time. In the church. Yep. And so. Maybe it's because these guys mashed them, poor mashed them, other poor mashed them, other poor mashed. mashed. You know, I don't know. So, they I'm they thinking sent about. Them out there, you know? Yeah. Sent the 70, 70 out. Buddy, yeah.
1: yeah. This is well,
0: buddy. All, that, that, those those <laughs> those are all good thoughts, but it's it seems like you know when you start thinking about something, everything else is can't think another way. You. Ever, been like that so my thought this is this is the way
1: this well
0: you're teaching so it's not 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 that it matters only to stir our minds could it be a picture Mm. of within the church at large there are smaller units we're under one godhead Just like Jesus, they were under one Godhead, and yet there were smaller units. It's just like the church today. We're under one Godhead, and that being Jesus, and there are smaller units which are considered churches today. That's what I, I mean, I thought— I don't get quite as worked up about different denominations as I used to To um, qualify by saying— some denominations are way off base, you know. Okay, we'll put that aside for a minute. But you hear people lie a lot of nice <coughs> people look at all the denominations we got, and all, of, you know, all the different churches that are Christians. <clears throat> there may be very different reasons Christ built this church, and he has he has different kinds of approaches to this. Uh, even John the Baptist and Jesus, they have the same message. They have very different approaches to the message. Very different values, and 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 that variety adds to a God's God variety. You know? Yeah. you know, not every butterfly out there is the same. You know, birds are all different. You know, they're all birds. Really? Same, same thing. Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's some good there's some good in that. There's so, definitely a God of variety. Yeah. And he's definitely set it up that way. He's definitely set up the different churches, and we all have our different strengths and our weaknesses. You know, it it can be. Uh, I'm not gonna say it can't. No, I'm not gonna say crushing to be such a small church as we are um, and not grow. We're what 35, almost 35 years old, but. But you can't let that, because you look at these 12 men, and that's what I've come to come to do in the past, uh, past little bit. These, these 12 men who were nothing, and they basically turned the, turned the world right side up, as Pastor Pete would say. I mean, it, it only took 12. It only takes a small group committed to Jesus and that's who we are, you know. And as I thought about all these different, uh, these, these men, this this group, these diverse people that, that Jesus called together is, is a lot like our church today. The, the unity that they had. And, and I could imagine them ribbing each other back and forth you know the sons of thunder you know what are you gonna do call call down fire from heaven to kill yeah. all these people <laughs> you know and Peter being the rock these other other guys being mama's boy you know I I could I can imagine you know and and that that to me reminds me a lot of our church our child. you know have you ever you ever thought about that I'm not going to say. It's not my job to distinguish (laughs) who Mama's boy is. (laughs) Uh, But anyhow. What's that? Do what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Matthew's not here to defend himself. Yeah, we're just talking about who's taking the
1: (laughs) shirt.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So I can imagine this group having some fun with each other and enjoying what (laughs) God could only put together the casual atmosphere. You know, if you, if you really think about it, before this, when I thought of these, I thought these men were very stern. They were out to do a job. Jesus was very stern with them. You've got to, This is the way we work. But I get a whole different view, I think, now of it. I mean, I, I think these guys, I think these guys had some fun doing do ministry, you know? You had approach each one differently, you know, <coughs> completely different level, and in each other, even even to within to the body, to you know. To each one. Yeah, and and there was there was there was that approachability that we've seen with Jesus, people being able to approach him, and I think these these apostles they felt very comfortable around Jesus, even though he was God. You know, not Absolutely. yeah, they, and you know, it's not. I think till about chapter number eight that they even take an h- inkling that they that they recognize him as that. But that, that's a good lesson. You can't teach it you're <coughs> Yeah, you you have to be approachable. You get your life in order. You have to you have to be approachable. And you have to be approachable. Yeah, you're. And if you're not, you got your arms crossed. Yeah. You're not going to be very are Yep. You're right. You're right. Think about the different backgrounds they would have had that, that they'd never met except for the gospel. Even in our small church, uh, you know, these twelve guys received all the same benefits. Think about that. These guys received all the same benefits. They were given all the same commission to preach, the same power, the same authority. Even Judas was given. Those same privileges. until Jesus was shown by the Holy Spirit that Judas was betrayed. Did he know that in his manhood, reserving himself as Jesus, a man? Was he aware of Judas's betrayal? I think he was. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It says that in John. When he, Jesus uh, at one point says, I told you this in advance about Judas and these other things that are about to happen. So when they do happen, they do that through the
1: ministry or right
0: there? That's probably the reason why he chosen to show them that sin is a devotee. And if you're not only going to understand, then you're going to follow. They had to have that life experience, you know, to see that. Well, it's I mean, probably the Old Testament. So. So. Yeah, yeah every, opportunity. every opportunity, even at the very end. Yeah. He didn't have to take the bread. bread.
1: That's right. So um, takes bread. I have a little just notation just here. It talks about these 12 disciples and everything. And wow. Under Jesus, it says um, the key lesson from his life is that it's not enough to be familiar with Jesus's teaching. Jesus' teaching. Jesus's true followers love and obey.
0: That's that's Doctor right. That's so he was been, familiar
1: with
0: Jesus, but that wasn't enough. That's what teaching and so. driving home the point of knowing somebody, knowing somebody. You can know about somebody. I mean, they probably not nobody that I know that doesn't know that there's God. As far as knowing that God personally, there's there's a difference. And I I think you're right. I think that probably all of those people you know have something of an elevated understanding of Jesus. Yeah. Right. Whatever, teacher, leader, whatever. As far but as it's can a be- big difference, really, knowing him. Okay. Yeah, now. yeah. He knows all the
1: staff
0: everything Does about. Doesn't know him. Doesn't know no. him. He knows about him. He knows enough about he knows him, but he, he doesn't have that. With that like personal him. doesn't have that personal. I mean, Experience about. with, so to speak, yeah, it was yeah. a personal a good, relationship, yeah, but, but that personal relationship also has obedience, like she said. You know, uh, we have to be obedient uh, and fellowship, <clears throat> like you said. I mean, we've always said this fellowship is very important, very, very important about your quiet time, personal flight time. But that's that's the only way you're to grow. Mm-hmm. But a beat that's the way we get obedience, we don't have any anyone. Okay, did y'all, did y'all read this today this, this in a book? Um, it is through that. And when you do that, you get when you read scripture, pray, fellowship. What does that make you do? It makes you fall in love with the Savior. If it does not, then you need to question yourself. Yeah. Helps you understand who He is. Yeah, He is God. Well, you were talking about earlier about how do people know that you've been with Jesus? Yeah. And the only way you can't fake that. The only way you can people know it is if you've really been with him, if you've spent time with him in the word if you're really trying to follow him, differently. different. How's your how your life your life what? will demonstrate that. that's, that's exactly It's not, it's not say, real. Yeah, it's if not it's not what you, you say.
1: They can see yeah, that, it's that you not, do yeah.
0: what you say. It's not necessarily what you say, it's what you do. That's how that's how you demonstrate. And love is the same way. How do you how do you tell somebody that you love them? I you demonstrate that love. You can tell them all day, but if you don't if you don't show that love, it's useless. That's what love is, it's an action word. It's a demonstration. I'm I'm a firm believer, firm believer in that. And this and this discussion that we're having is massive. It's because it's the difference between being lost and safe, heaven and And sometimes the two people, people, some people who say they, they maybe even pray the prayer look a lot alike in one sentence. But Knowing about Jesus and even going being religious, really knowing the true colors yeah, is I have a hard time trying to get that. that, that, that that's so important. Jesus, at the end of the turn of the mouth, made it clear they are going to be many people one day going to say, Lord, what did we do? This? Church people, they to say, Get out of my life, go away, do not, I don't know you, have over that's yeah. scary. Yeah, that's scary. The church is. I'm. I'm afraid the church is filled with unbelievers. It is. It really people is. People who are playing really playing is. the game. I. I know. It's, it's like that. that. Yeah, but it's not like they. There are. Yeah, I know. They. They think they're fools. Satan. They don't know. Satan has. Yeah. Satan has deceived. But you know what we are counselled the scripture, not only to be cautious about that, but to be Seventy or five, me sure. But we can be sick But I think the, the, the fruits you bear, yeah, like you said, your actions take a lot. You know, you can tell somebody don't get in You can tell I mean yeah. uh, I'm a dory. I have a hard time remembering memorizing verses, but I know that when I read read I have the Holy Spirit help me to understand. But that but it's the only way you get closer to Yeah, it made and that a, takes time. It make a difference. It make a difference. You know, even these, even these uh, apostles here didn't didn't fully understand that what all that, what all, what they were committing to do. They didn't. They didn't fully understand the ramifications of that. What that would actually call them to do in the end, the commitment that they would have to make you know and they and they and they question that you know if you look at uh, matthew 19 where it talks about the rich rich young ruler and verse 24 it says i tell you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of god and then they ask who then can be saved and Jesus looked at them and said, "With men, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible." You know, they they still have that humanly, that humanly thought, that humanly thinking. You know, if if somebody like that can't get into heaven, we don't stand a chance. Then who can do it? I uh, am in the process of uh, communicating with a person who's very wealthy, good friend of mine, I'm mm-hmm. trying to, I've been going through scriptures, and I've, in Proverbs, I ran across a verse that says, a rich man's wealth is a strong city, and like a high wall in his own imagination, that the wealth can be the social security, it can, can make, it can provide you with all kinds of security against all kinds of enemies, but the power and strength that, that, that you think is there, it it's not real, that will not provide real security. It's, it's, uh, it's deceptive. when we have everything we need, we don't think we need more. We do need We really do need
1: it. I heard Dory this morning ask Ruth that, you know, she talked. She talks about, like, wow, and it seems like there are people, especially, um, are easier to witness to come to know the Lord and people in America and like I got to think of what you just was saying that America is very you know we pretty much have everything we need and um we're not like the people you know one saying in these countries are very poor and third world countries and oppressed. probably you know here even <clears throat> even some of the poorest of people but yet you know they have some form of help Usually, you know what I'm saying?
0: Bristless, bristless. And I
1: think that because we we have been so blessed with yep. things, bristless. you know, we don't, so yeah. A lot of as long as we have it, yeah. you know, TV, whatever, cell phone or whatever, we don't need God.
0: Yeah. We're, Bruce was rich. Telling me we're something. rich.
1: We look at it like we're rich, you know, we're, we have. We don't.
0: Yeah, yeah you're right. We have dependence on those
1: things.
0: We always have um, entertainment. Yeah. Of some sort. Bruce was telling me today at lunch, I don't know how we got off on the con- conversation, but he was saying all the homeless people in uh some part of California <coughs> where he, he called it Nasty Pelosi's backyard. Yes, I heard I was get three get hundred dollars yeah. a month given to it. So all these homeless people are flocking there because they're here. Yeah. Three, well, California's giving them $300. Else, he, said, he said there was something else, too, you get a gift. Yeah. Pet food. That's it. Pet I food. food, is that what it good. was? Yep. Well, pet, it's, food, it's yeah. pet food. Because all of them have pets. Okay, I'm sorry. But I thought that was very <laughs> interesting. You're right. You're right. You're right. So
1: even the, poor, even
0: the, even the poor in our country Yes. Get, yes, some. Yeah, but I the mean, other federal
1: countries...
0: You know, we have we have missions in every county. I would think in this whole state, probably yeah. in this whole the United States, would have well, an we have a mission where you can go. go. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: at yeah. least a place yeah. to stay and the meal. It's not to make you work, you know. So you're right. You yeah, right. have free free medical. Now. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Jesus has established this new covenant, the church. And the twelve called out leaders, uh Jesus' chosen, will judge Israel on how they respond to the gospel message. That is the time of the future. Last thought, uh, we see the, the twelve how they were nobodies, and then you come to Paul, who was an apostle. And he was a he was at the very End of that other spectrum. Philippians three verses uh, four through six. Who can look at it real quick? Tells about. Uh, so why Paul? Why Paul? Paul? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Philippians well, three. Yeah. I think it's four through six. Paul was about Talks about who Paul, who Paul was versus these other guys. You got that, Diane? Well,
1: Philippians,
0: Philippians 3, three four. Four. 4,
1: 5, and 6. Uh, I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks, they have reasons. to the confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin a Hebrew a Hebrews in regard to the law a Pharisee as for zeal persecuting the church as for righteousness based on the law hopeless Is that what I was
0: read? no that's it that tells that tells us too Paul was he was an educated man he in the law in the law he he had money First. Yes, yeah, yeah, he was a good good speaker yeah exactly so you have you have you have an apostle that is on the very other end of the spectrum why would that be? it's pretty pretty obvious that he has access to the kingdom even if you're rich even if you're on this this side he, so so these 12 apostles if we just had them you would think that anybody else would not have access Paul's a Jew. but paul being who he was gives everybody hope everybody. Paul had to be confirmed though by the apostles yeah he did but Paul's a yeah he he had he had everything going for him right there. Yeah, yeah, so and over. yet he was, he was included in that. You <clears throat> want to say something? Yes, it's like, oh, that's a great point because it's almost like about the time you think, oh, okay, I see what the magic formula is for becoming a Christian, it's this background, and that, and that. Find somebody else who violates that rule, yeah, you know. And I think it all boils down to what Paul himself said, ecstasy. Talks about, us. Talk about jar of play, common. He put, he he put, put all of that aside. In, you know, yeah. Yeah. If you, if, so, yeah, if you read, if you read, read on, Paul says I count all these things rushed. Yes, and yeah. flippings, yep. Yep. Just sure. to read on, you would see where he. I put I put no trust in this in this stuff in this education, or anything. That cost a lot of his, but... Yeah. Yeah, he did, and I and I'm sure a lot of people, lot of people lot of yeah, especially the issues. Gentiles, looked at that. For walk with God. It meant yeah. Frozen. Yeah. There's no. ABC. Do this. Check these boxes. Zappa. You know, somebody comes guaranteed Christian. Has to be the heart. God's choice. That's That's to, it is has the to part. be your yeah. heart, <laughs> and you can tell. You can tell if, you're, if your heart 10, 20, 30 years later, you realize you're not. Sick. Yeah, I was just following. Yeah, we had a guy at the church. I mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah. Him before, who was a who was the deacon in the church. Yeah, we've had him in you know, deacon, deacon in Jesus the for many church. for And and uh, yeah, this guy Alan King yes. is it and he, that was his testimony. Remember Alan? When he was a deacon in the in the church for years. And uh, about he even left the church was going to church and he came back. He said, you know, and this was his personal testimony. He said, you know, I played the game, I knew what to say, but I was not a believer. It wasn't until years later that the Lord really spoke to me about, about my relationship with him. You know, he is gracious, that's right. He didn't have to speak to them. He only he opened the eyes. Yeah. Well, see, we he always look for formulas. so you're talking about that. Yeah. Something we can do to help these people, we're about grandkids, what we can do and how we put them or introduce the friends or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that, but the law is the one that has to open We yeah. can pray for them. That's well, How law. long does it take us to the an but we but but I think it is, is our responsibility to them in that direction. You know, we do what we can do. That's right. We we take them to church, we train them, we do we do what we can do, but knowing but knowing that God has the ultimate choice. That's right. We do yeah. what we can do. And I think that's part of our responsibility as parents, especially as Christian parents, you know. So, yeah. right. was a good study. These Thank these you, men. Lord. Uh, John MacArthur said that was the last gospel that he he preached. It took, him, it, took yeah. John MacArthur, yeah. Forty years, forty years, it took him to get back around to this, in his preaching these apostles. He didn't he didn't go through a lengthy thing with them in Mark because he went through it with Matthew and Luke. but he said he spent months on just. Preaching and about these apostles. Yeah, that would be a good series to get on the apostles. He wrote a book on it, twelve ordinary. Yeah, men. yeah, yeah. He did, he, and that was brought out. Yeah. And he said if he had to had to do it again, he would add Mark to them, yeah, to the ordinary men. In one perfect life. He loses a lot of good good stuff in there on Yeah. This yeah. an ordinary man. Mark was an ordinary man. And it's interesting that Peter never wrote one of the Gospels, even though... Yeah, but he what, what he did, he, he did through Mark. Through Mark is one of Peter's, Peter's Gospels. Uh, he was very good at writing. We have 1st and 2nd Peter, and he just... God had just a, a different plan
1: for his life.